Good morning, everybody Uneducated Economist here. So, looking through the news this morning, what do I find? Builder sentiment. Get this. The buyer traffic. Just barely positive. 52 on the index. Anything above 50 is a positive. Anything below 50 is negative. And the builder sentiment, when it comes to buyer traffic is just barely positive at 52. Not a surprise. You know, I've said it for a while. Look at what's happening in China. Look what's happening in China, and it'll be an indicator of what's to come in the United States. The only thing that I think differently is that the United States is not going to go into a second lockdown like China did. I feel that the United States is probably going to open up as much as they can to economic activity and as much capacity as they can accept while the interest rates are beginning to rise. You know, we're going to start seeing home prices come down. Already in many areas, I'm hearing people saying that the price reductions in their areas are dramatic, that the inventory levels are beginning to rise. We are still sitting in a very tight inventory level. This is what concerns me the most about what could happen to prices going into the future. Because as we sit into a very tight inventory level and the builder sentiment begins to fall like it is as far as buyer's traffic, that should, at least in theory, bring up the inventory levels as less buyers are actually making purchases and sellers begin to put more homes on the market with less buyers buying. That's kind of the idea behind it all. But if the builders are not building, if the builders back away saying, man, we are nervous about trying to get these homes completed and get them onto the market and still be profitable. And that is really where if you go and you look at home completions right now, it is not keeping up at the same pace as home starts. And the supply chain breakdown is the main reason for this. If we start seeing things start flowing through the system easier, building materials start to come down. If the interest rates for mortgage-backed securities, or at least mortgages, if the mortgage-backed securities find a buyer, I guess I should put it down to that because that's really what it comes down to. If the Federal Reserve is backing away from the mortgage-backed security purchases, if there's a buyer for mortgage-backed securities out there for the level that they're at as far as prices compared to the yield that they pay, if you can find a level that is suitable for buyers to make purchases to be able to make those payments, how many homes does it take to get onto the market in order to start bringing the prices down. That would be, you know, that's the ultimate question when it comes down to it. So I think about lumber prices coming down in the futures. You know, we saw it come down from a thousand per thousand on Friday at in the May contract, only to go to what, 770, I don't know what it is today. Um, in fact, I don't think it's quite opened up yet this morning. So, but we're at, you know, somewhere in the 700s right now on the futures for the July contract. Now you think July, 
this is the middle of the building season. This is where, like, you would think there would be the biggest demand for lumber, and yet we're seeing the lowest prices all year in the middle of summer. Very much like we saw last year. Is this the bullwhip effect? So I look at what happened to Evergrande over in China. When they lifted the interest rates, when they started to raise the interest rates, and the property developers started to, to default on their, on their debts, it sent the property prices plummeting. And now, if we go back into my videos and we search back far enough, we would find videos talking about how China and their government was wanting to try and make homes more affordable to encourage the idea of starting families. They have a demographics problem. They're looking for younger families to get started and get add to the population. And it seems to be working as far as dropping the property prices. Something I found interesting about Evergrande is that they're the like the a huge corporation, right? They're not just building like properties. They're not just into property development. They actually own a car company, like an electric car company that they have launched and I believe is actually selling cars at this moment. I'll leave an article down in the description for that, excuse me. So it makes me think, it was just like, they really target where it is that they wanted those interest rates to do the most damage. And when they say it ahead of time, you know, they, when they say, we want to try and bring the property prices down, and then boom, Evergrande, the largest property developer in China, is hit so hard that they have to start selling off their assets, which is the properties that they are either working on building or own, sell those things off into the market to pay their bondholders, and the property prices begin to fall, and now all of a sudden young families might have this opportunity to get into these cheaper homes than they once were anyway. So it's, it's like, it happened. It's not something that's like, you know, you can just make up in like a conspiracy theory on what they're going to do. I mean, I don't make up stuff. I mean, everything that I put out on my videos, I have links for every, everything. And if I don't have links for it, I straight up say it. This is something that I am seeing. I do not have any kind of information to provide for you, but all the rest of my videos, I've always had what would be like. I necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say like mainstream media is credible by any means. I don't think their information is any better than anybody else on YouTube or any other platform out there. But I put out links to Wall Street Journal articles, Bloomberg articles, you know, places where most investors would find that the information coming from those are credible, you know, credible, legitimate publications, you know, online publications. So I don't make my stuff up. I mean, this is stuff that I find and say, Hey, look at this very interesting point. Let's see what this brings to the future. And then bang, here it happens very much like, you know, questioning how the federal reserve was going to find their, find the way to lift interest rate or uh, yeah, lift inflation and get their interest rates up. I mean, in 2019, if you go and read speeches from 2019, all throughout the fed, they were talking about higher inflation and higher interest rates during a time when Donald Trump was saying there was no inflation. 
They should be lowering interest rates. I mean, it was a, is it no wonder why I always see things like almost opposite of everybody else is because the opposite seems to be taking place in, at least in their speeches and their actions on what happens out there with the Federal Reserve comparatively to the economy. I mean, I said it before, we're going to let inflation run extra hot, extra long for an extended period of time, long before inflation did it, because they said that they were going to allow that to happen. And now everybody is flipping out about the Federal Reserve and losing control. And far too late, even Ben Bernanke comes out there and says that they're, you know, we're too late to the game. And if you're believing anything that Ben Bernanke says, I mean, this is the same guy who says that there wasn't a housing crisis like you know, moments before, as the housing crisis was melting down, he was saying there was no housing crisis. He didn't see it. He didn't see it happening. It was contained to the subprime mortgages. No, it completely melted down. They had to go in and buy toxic assets. I mean, Ben Bernanke is not... I mean, if you're looking for somebody who's going to spit out credible threats, that's the dude right there. I mean, he was the one who, you know came up with the idea that the Federal Reserve could even use credible threats when they hit the lower bound. So for him to say that, you know, the Federal Reserve is late to the game or made a mistake and waiting too long, no, that's him. That's him playing with the markets. That's him trying to establish a well-anchored inflation. That's what he's that's what he's doing right there. He's wanting to make sure that deflation does not happen. Go I will find that speech and I will leave it down in the description for you. Right? I mean, that was the major concern 20 years ago, was deflation and how to make sure that it never happens here. How much, what time is it? 10 minutes. I think I got to get into work or else I'm going to be late. Um, what else did I want to add to this? I don't know. I'm going to leave a few links down in the description for you guys. The Evergrande thing, I think, is probably something that we should really keep an eye on. I think that is probably going to be a major indicator of what's going to happen here in the United States. Now that we're seeing the builder sentiment falling as fast as it is and buyer traffic just about ready to turn negative, we're going to see some serious changes to the real estate market, very much different from what we have experienced over the last few years. So I don't know. I mean, time is going to tell on what interest rates do to the mortgage-backed securities. I think even as the Federal Reserve goes to unwind their balance sheet, I think we might find investors searching for yield, finding it in those mortgage-backed securities, since mortgages seem to be one place that people do make their payments for the most part, not saying that everybody will. It's not the same situation as we had back in the great financial crisis during Ben Bernanke's day. This is a very much different time and era when it comes to what the Federal Reserve is attempting to do. They said it a while ago. They need a functioning mortgage market in order for them to have a functioning monetary policy. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to have real estate moving up in a continual fashion. They just need the mortgage market to be functioning is what they said. So I'm not exactly sure if that means just making sure that there is no glitch in the systems, that there is no freezing of the mortgage market, that it continues to operate and that there's mortgages available to people who are willing to take out those mortgages at the interest rates that they are. All right, I got to go into work. I'm going to be like, uneducated economist, you guys let me know.